Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, May 25th, 2022. I'm the host of Drive Time Lincoln, Jack Riggins, and my producer, Johnny Cadillac, the ever-present Johnny Cadillac, is behind the scenes producing the show today. Uh, Whatever Wednesday... Another legitimate one. Uh, you know the deal. Um, what's going on, Lincoln, Lancaster County? Anybody out there that's listening on the app in western Nebraska or Omaha, please feel free to call in Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400, or same number for the text line. We are all about the people and the people's platform, trying to hear what you think is going on and opinions with local news or national news or whatever. I, of course, if the call lines don't ting off, um, you know, always have some material to try to get the fireworks going. Um, yesterday, enjoyed the show with carrythelow.org and former frogman Cody Banders from Omaha um, volunteering to carry the load for Colonel Scott Green. A uh, pretty moving story, I think. Oh my God, Brian! Brian's bright and early. We, oh my goodness, we're gonna have to take that call, Brian. Appreciate you calling in early. Um, we'll get there in a second. I do have to go back though. Yesterday was Twitter Tuesday, and we wanted to pound in, uh, carry the load, and honor a false fallen service member. But again, it was Twitter Tuesday, and I gave the award, the Drive Time Lincoln. Winner of the day award to our own I Caleb Henry. Uh, that's Caleb Henry, the sports information at I Caleb Henry on Twitter. I just loved his long post. Here it is. The amount of people absolutely losing their minds and making the Nebraska balloon decision political is too damn high. Another American last policy. Leftist PC wokeism wins again. Woke coming to the football field. Left lunatics cannot be appeased. They want you to comply. Trevor just found a convenient excuse to comply. Or Trev. The helium is convenient off-ramp to quite vocal minority. What the heck are we even doing here? These are just balloons. It is fun to see them fly. Sure, I enjoyed seeing them fill the sky and guessing how many would be let off after a field goal instead of a touchdown. But not every decision is a personal attack on your political beliefs. With GIF, calm down. Caleb, I love it. You should come on the show and do some political talk. Uh, great take. Honest take. Um, <laughs> I didn't realize people were taking that angle. Uh, maybe you guys on LNK today, Jack and friends, were hearing a lot about that with the balloon decision. I just will double down and say I completely agree, folks, when we've got crime at an interesting level. Um, and obviously starting last Thursday all the way through the weekend, We've had some murders, apparently, and some really violent crime and shootings. And then, obviously, you know, we go down to Texas. But uh, listen, the crime stats, which I've read, don't bear out what we're being told by uh, the police chief and the mayor. And it's their own data. So, you know, take our weekly poll on KLIN.com. You know, are you concerned about crime in Lincoln, Nebraska? We'd like to know. Good good show crossovers. I'd prefer that we care more about right now in Lincoln and Lancaster County history, those things and our leadership and our safety and security more than the balloons. Is this an appropriate time to uh, 
congratulate you on day 30 of your exploratory? I Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, I guess it's an appropriate time. I mean, what I'm finding with these things is the committee and myself, I mean, as time goes along, there's a slow ramp up when you're looking at running for office. And, uh, you know, not every day has any groundbreaking stuff. Um, again, uh, the big highlight was the primary. Um, now we're watching conservatives um, start to piece their party back together or not, uh, both statewide and locally. And we're finding out, um, you know, who's interested in different offices because I think you have to have a game plan. And that's where we're at. And like I said, I'll always be frank about it because it is exploratory. Is, um, yeah, the committee uh, would like me at times to soften down on on some things. And I, I think that's fair. I mean, that's... We don't always need gunslinging politicians or wannabe politicians, um, but that was some of their advice. So, you know, that was kind of the last takeaway I got besides the stuff going on behind the scenes where I have really good people that are advising me and looking at that. And so we'll see where it goes. I mean, in the end of the day, I want to have competent conservative leaders running for office, state, local, federal, everywhere. I mean, I don't I don't want uh, people that are fake or don't represent or have ideas for personal gain opposed to serving the public. I mean, it's just service. I don't really, you know, I did it for 20 years in the military. I don't really think serving values and the people, you know, has to be as complicated as we've made it in modern day America and or here in Lincoln, Nebraska. All right, let's go to Brian. Um, we do have some crowd strike and 2000 mules stuff we've been talking about. And, uh, I've continued to research, but Brian, how are you doing? Good. Good well, afternoon, Commander Jack. I'm much less congested than last time I called in. Yeah, you sound uh, like you're raring to go. So you want to talk CrowdStrike and 2,000 mules? Sure. Okay. If there's time, we'll get to the mules. But I thought this CrowdStrike thing, since it was news to me that actual Nebraska legislation has been based on allegations of uh, malfeasance against CrowdStrike, uh, I just had to call in on that, and I think it's more important than anything else going on. Yeah, uh, so you thing. agree, you agree, let's let's start the basis. You agree you're probably referencing either something you've researched, but I'm literally staring at the memorandum of agreement between the Center for Internet Security and Lancaster County, Nebraska, sh- signed by uh, County Commissioner Flowerday. And in this agreement, um, it clearly looks at it clearly brings up third party provider in terms, which is CrowdStrike. I have two searches that I want people to do. I want you to well, do. And well, no, I want to ask you, are you discounting that? Because I'm looking at the document and I'm telling you that and I've told the audience that, yes, Lancaster County has entered into an agreement with CIS, Center for Internet Security, that they have clearly disclosed they use CrowdStrike. Right. You okay. can put two different things on the same page. Our uh, internet security with the state of Nebraska and uh, the election uh, systems, which are two separate things. Well, However, hold, hold on yeah, now. Hold on now. This, hold on. Center for Internet Security in the same document is, and it clearly states, operating in capacity as multi-state information sharing analysis center and elections infrastructure information sharing and analysis center. So they're, they're providing that service. 
Right. Okay. But first, I want to get into why allegations of malfeasance against CrowdStrike are nonsense. Okay, go ahead. And there are two searches I want people to do, one on solar winds. Oh, yes, I've, I've done solar winds. I talked about that last week, but go ahead. Right, right. I was going to start with that. First search would be the word solar winds along with the word CrowdStrike. Mm-hmm. CrowdStrike is one word. Not two words like you have on your podcast, which I listened to, to make sure I got everything right. Oh, I'll slap Solar the producer for that. And, and CrowdStrike. Second one would be on the mules, would be the words Dinesh, Atlanta, and murder. Dinesh, Atlanta, murder. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Now, What's your comment? Solar winds, you would have come up the article Solar winds, Microsoft, FireEye, CrowdStrike defend actions in major hack. U.S. Senate hearing yes. from February 23rd, 2021 on, uh, what is this, NPR. Okay. No, wait, it's on uh, Reuters. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the uh, SolarWinds company, a software company, that hackers were able to get the uh, source code so that they were able to pretend to be uh, Microsoft or authenticated people and hack into virtually everything. Yes. Uh, but they tried to hack into CrowdStrike, and they were unable to hack into CrowdStrike. And in the hearings, the president of Microsoft put the blame on the users and how they configured their software. However, uh, the uh, president of CrowdStrike uh, turned the blame on Microsoft, and he said, uh, quote, turn the blame on Microsoft for its complicated architecture, which he called, quote, antiquated. Okay, so, so Brian, before you keep going, because people can go read the article, you know this, right, I know this. Right, that's all I'm going to say. What's your point? Article. What's your point on CrowdStrike? Well, you brought up, I think your case was uh, SolarWinds was able to ha- hack a lot of companies. CrowdStrike is a company, therefore mm-hmm. SolarWinds could hack uh, CrowdStrike and gain access to our systems. But actually, CrowdStrike was able to prevent them from hacking their systems, which, you know, you would think, like stealing gold from Fort Knox to get it. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think you're referencing one piece of the investigation. And again, I also encourage everybody to read up on Solar Winds and that historical breach of America infrastructure, which is still ongoing. And you're mistaking your mistake. Hold on, you're mistaking that I said, oh, it can be breached. The reason I'm talking is that this is what Nebraskans have put some pressure on elected officials with regard to CrowdStrike, and the evidence that they're talking about is we're calling it vulnerability. I called it a vulnerability, meaning that whether it be the case back in the big solar winds, whether it be CIS, along with CrowdStrike as part of that, is a vulnerability as the opponents of having CrowdStrike in the Nebraska election system say. Uh-huh. And how is having the least possible vulnerable company working on our Internet security? Making how are you saying, vulnerable? I mean, you don't honestly, I mean, that's a great quote, but there is nothing to back up that it is the least vulnerable company. 
I have yet to hear what the malfeasance that uh, CrowdStrike has done. You also mentioned the... Well, did you, did you, I mean, okay, malfeasance, I haven't used that word. I've said it's a vulnerability, right? And I could say that about essentially any software um, that's out there. Everything is vulnerable, especially to a nation-state attack, okay? And again, I'm reporting of what Nebraskans are fired up about and questioning with CrowdStrike. And okay. I'm still trying to figure out what they're fired up about, too, other than... Well, I just told you, to... they feel it's a vulnerability and to I the systems. Having the preeminent internet security company... Well, you're uh, saying it's the preeminent internet security company. I mean, that's like me saying the Chicago Bears are the best football team ever. I mean, there isn't well, there isn't a litmus test, and you know that. Public to like two hundred and fifty dollars now, and it's so along with FireEye. Those are the two companies. Those are the two they, ones right now. Remember, it used to be McAfee, or as we say, what I would say, the other entity. If you would have been listening as to why Nebraskans have zeroed in on CrowdStrike is because CrowdStrike was called in in this very public now trial, which you and I disagree on, with uh, no, Sussman. No, uh, only thing in common. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. CrowdStrike was the one that absolutely investigated the DNC server stuff. I mean, that's right, public record. Did. And the only connection to Alpha Bank is that Sussman was told by the DNC to hire CrowdStrike to investigate the DNC circuit. And what did CrowdStrike find there? What was, What is it they found? Russian military intelligence who had stolen the data from the servers. Now, that's entirely separate from the Alpha Bank thing. No, no, hold on, hold on. So all I'm saying is Nebraskans, other Nebraskans, not you, Brian, right, have connected that and said, that seems a little fishy to me. And therefore, right. it's fishy. Well, I think as this plays out in the Sussman case, it's yeah, just, again, part of evidence. Common, the only thing in common is that Michael Sussman was the one that hired CrowdStrike for one thing. Right. And then in a totally separate thing, he had a tech exec friend who said, hey, I've got records of the Trump servers pinging off the servers in Russia. He said, great, can I have a copy? They said, sure, here it goes. And what he's on trial for is whether he said, okay, I'm doing this for someone else, or I'm doing it on my own behalf. So, and that's kind of ambiguous, So too. speaking of that, do you think Sussman, right? based on what you've seen, is, is guilty of what he's being investigated for by the Durham? Well, he did charge the DNC for his time there, mm -hmm. but the FBI did know who, where he worked and who he was and what he did. So it was not like it was a secret. And then bigger than that, did did Hillary Clinton and, and her team acknowledge that this could be part of a campaign ploy? And the questioner didn't take notes, but what they say is they did not tell him to go there, but they were happy to share the information with the media after he did, none of which is in any way illegal other than whether he did or did not lie to the FBI, which is kind of ambiguous, I think, since he billed the DNC for his time. Well, would well, you say yeah. that it's, However, would you say it's probable that the DNC set this up? None of that has a single thing to do with CrowdStrike other than he was there. And the only reason you want to get rid of CrowdStrike is if you want to assist hackers uh, who are wanting to uh, 
you know, like steal our data, mess with our data, empty our accounts, shut our systems down. Oh, no, no. I mean, we're, we're talking about it in the, in the guise of election and integrity. And I am simply talking about what Nebraskans who are passionate about that are saying. And obviously state legislature put it up so that if the smart people, the secretary of state and the people that oversee our elections look at it, they can do something about it. That's all. Right. And I'm just yeah. educating people on where the grievance came from. And I'm also saying part of that grievance is the fact that CrowdStrike was involved in the investigation DNC servers. And I think that right. shows That's why it. people of some probably conservatives would have a grievance over it. Right, because they don't want to admit that it was Russia who stole the data from the DNC servers. They want to pretend like it was Seth Rich. Well, no, I don't. I think I think what they're saying is they don't trust CrowdStrike, and they haven't gotten a good they haven't gotten a good explanation from our government yet, meaning in Nebraska, to the exact security. Brian, we're talking about I don't know how big the group is, but a group of people. Smart people that are elected are going to figure this out. My guess would be nothing changes, but it's certainly a story to bring up given all the focus on election integrity, especially leading up to the Secretary of State's. Hey, I've got to get to more callers. Well, Call I back. It's shameful if they even get lip service to this. Well, story. that's okay. I mean, that's legislation on it. That's what's called the, you know, the American people. I mean, that's what we do. We talk, we make decisions. Good call, though. Uh, we can talk 2,000 mules next week. Sure. 1,499.3 a.m. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back on a whatever Wednesday here. Quick two minutes. Uh, 528. 4023 that's you don't want my phone number <laughs> 4024791400 on the Rickstein recognition hotline uh text line as well already got some great things uh coming in on the text line uh Brian a long call happy to let him go um, he obviously gets long-winded um I think sometimes he probably doesn't listen to every show so um doesn't quite understand where I've been trying to go with the election integrity in the sense of talking about what Nebraskans who are fighting election integrity, so to speak, are unhappy about and what has been done with that legislatively wise. And then back to things like rigged in 2000 mules, why there are things to honestly look at nationally and even locally. And that's where CrowdStrike fits in. And, um, that's fine. I mean, they're a big group of people here, right here in Nebraska. And ultimately, the Secretary of State and the legislature is going to have to figure out what to do with that. Um, and I've said it before. It's just a vulnerability. But honestly, every single thing on a computer is a vulnerability. I mean, th- that's that. You know, we will bring in some experts over the summer. Um but I do find that it gets a visceral response locally and nationally from Democrats and left people on the left when you bring up CrowdStrike or Zuckerbucks, things like that. Richard, we will get to you in the second segment. Sorry, you're going to have to wait quite a while, uh, but looking forward to your call. Assuming you can't wait until tomorrow when you're on the show for an entire hour, but maybe it's a different Richard. I don't know. Whatever Wednesday here on Drive Time Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN.
Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back. Whatever Wednesday. Scott on the text lines had a lot of great questions today. Uh, responded to him. Um, and uh, Richard is on the line. But before we get to Richard, that's awesome, though. Brian, you should always call in at the top of the hour because we can always have better conversations for the audience. Um, and obviously, you know, call in whenever you want. But it goes much better uh, for both points they can get out because both of us, I think, are long-form talkers. And, and I do enjoy your calls. And I think... You know, when it comes down to it, time will tell. Um, but this is just another, there are hot button issues all around America, left and right, and election integrity, or the word in this case, crowd strike, 2,000 mules, Zuckerbuck's rigged. I mean, those are hot button terms. And it seems like both sides, myself included, you know, we're finding evidence or thought streams um, that we support, and the other side has different thought streams. and. You know, in the end of the day, I hope everybody on the issue and every American understands the importance of election integrity, but also that we trust our elections. That's important, for sure. All right, Richard. Richard, how are you? Commander, I I am fine, and uh, I, I found the discussion you had with Brian very ethereal, and... Uh, uh, now I want to go to something a little more nitty-gritty, and that is I'm curious as to your reaction of the defeat of uh, incumbent County Commissioner Deb Shore in the primary election. Could that have anything to do with the fact that you and I have visited about the county commissioners uh, booting their responsibility and not giving our county engineer enough money to fix the bridges and the culverts? Wow. Um yeah, stay on the line because you'll probably have some more thoughts. Number one, I mean, I think, I think that to your second question, I would think that all the conversations you and I have had, the multiple shows I've done with other people as well, has raised awareness um, to the county commissioners on the topic of infrastructure, on the topic of wind farms. On the topic of Zuckerbucks. So I would hope that on this show, um, many more people over the last year are certainly aware of those topics. And I do believe that to be the case. And, and you're obviously 
one of the uh, major callers that has also, you know, walked that dog with me and concerned about it. So I have to say that that certainly made voters aware and and probably got more voters out there. Certainly not in a case to uh, shade a vote one way or the other, but to, as you and I talk about a lot, it's our responsibility as citizens to hold elected officials accountable. So one of the ways is by the way they vote. Uh, the other way is how they interact with the public, you know, say when they're against when they vote against what their constituents would want. And then the third way is literally at the voting ballot. Um, so, yes, and, and I think that um, when it comes to that particular race, there was probably more public knowledge over the last year. And then certainly the candidates, as they came on this show and in the materials I saw them putting around town and talking about, we're playing on those same issues. And I think, uh, to your point, you know, what I have found, and, and I keep saying I, I literally have my second blog ready to go. I just haven't refined it. I will release it this week. I'm kind of deciding I released one blog, and the first three are going to be about politics. Um, and the first one, the next one, is about Lancaster County and what I've observed. Um, but uh, to your point, you know, I think there's kind of three conservative factions boiling in the Lincoln-Lancaster County area. And I'm not judging whether they're right or wrong. I'm saying it's an observation from my time on the radio, my background in intelligence. And what I find is, you know, one, there's traditional Republicans, you know, people that are just going about their business. That, you know what I mean? Small business owners, families. Uh, maybe even big business owners, but they're they're traditional, what you and I would call traditional Republicans. We have a lot of them in Lancaster County. I, I would also say there there is right, wrong, or indifferent a political class in the conservative uh, efforts here in Lancaster County. And then the third class, I would say, is a little bit new, and it's rough, and it's a little bit loud, and and that for lack of a better term, may have come about because of Donald Trump's presidency. And it, I think, has brought more conservatives to look at politicians and to get involved with the two other groups, meaning traditional conservatives and political class conservatives. Now, interesting enough, right, wrong, or indifferent, I think that the way that race played out deb shore is kind of associated by some conservatives in in that political class if for no other reason that she served for 20 straight years does that make sense yeah it does to me and i think your analysis is correct and i want you to give yourself a pat on the back because uh as the campaign for the primary wove its way along uh, you did get uh, Pam Dingman and uh, a number of candidates on the show, and I think it brought into focus an issue that was kind of being swept under the rug. Well, I, I think that what happens is is I, I'm coming to this conclusion, and again, I, I generally think of human beings, and I give everybody the benefit of the doubt, and I, I tend to believe that human beings are 
inherently good, vice inherently bad. And I think what happens is in the political sphere, even around here, you know, as these factions develop and kind of form their own cultures, you know, we constantly see across politics nationally for sure, but state and local, you know, the more you're in it, the more you kind of become detached from maybe what the initial value system that you wanted to go into office to do or represent. And I don't think anybody in this case, in that race, was nefariously making these decisions, right? But it became the old, well, this is just business as usual, and this is just how we do it here. Well, the danger with that, as you know, in a constitutional republic that votes, is that, you know, if you get called to the carpet by the people, which is what we're supposed to do all the time, you have to be able to answer to that. You know, right again, here's why I did this, even though it's against my constituents, or here's why I support this, or heck no, I don't agree with any of this. And I think what's happened is, is the conservative movement around here has really woke up and they're asking hard questions and certainly new candidates popped up that traditionally haven't been there. And we saw that not only in Lincoln, but we saw that at the state level. And we saw that for the governor level, uh, just on the conservative side. So, you know, in the end, I would hope moving forward that what elected officials realize is they're just a representative of the people. It's not um, you really don't want to have a political class. You don't want to have I mean, there are people that need to understand how the political game is played. Yes, but. If you develop a political class that appoints people only based on who you hang out with at night or, say, at a country club or it's it's based on monetary growth, that's not necessarily healthy in an open and free society. You know what I mean? And as conservatives, um, each group has a lot to offer, and it's incumbent upon the leaders in each group and or somebody that uh, understands politics to really get them to all play on the same team for the same goals. And and I thought that ultimately that race showed that there's some new players in town now. I think so. And I think that's healthy for our government and our society. And uh, uh, one thing that I hope elected officials never do is lose touch with the people and their concerns. Yeah, very well said, Richard. Thanks for the call. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so are we. Thank you. Yeah, wow. Richard bringing it local with some deep analysis um, and thoughts. And I think also, I mean, (laughs) I could give myself a pat on the back, break my own arm, you know, that whole thing. Uh, You know, don't break your arm, pat yourself on the back. No, it's just that we've opened the platform up to people. And now, listen, folks, some of the calls, you know, we get a little kooky here. I would even say maybe sometimes we're too generous. I think our GM and everybody thinks we are. Uh, but but in the end of the day, like, that's what I want to I hear it. And I want other Lincolnites to hear it as long as we're not on here swearing or whatever. Um, because even in a place like Lincoln, Nebraska, we have very diverse population, different thoughts. And clearly why I focus a lot of my, certainly opinions, are conservative in nature when we're talking politics. Um, you know, what's best for us is that we're sharing ideas, and, and specifically we're talking about the things we disagree on. 
Um, and in this case, I mean, Richard is right. I mean, we brought a lot of uh, accountability or thoughts to the county commissioners over the last year, um, specifically on infrastructure. I mean, Pam Dingman was big on that. Um, but each person in the race talked about it. We talk about it, you know, and I'm sure it had an effect in um, the election. But at minimum, it, we should be and this platform should be helping keep elected officials accountable. It's that simple. Now, what I would prefer is that because for me, I understand, and I think a lot of you do as well, that law and order and safety and security is the number one thing a society has to have, okay? Has to have. And, you know, we're going on a year with nothing really good happening in that realm. Nothing. Right? Morale down in the police department, sexual allegations, assault allegations, if you will, misconduct. You have officers leaving, right? We are supposed to be building our force, catching up first, then building to where we are man trained and equipped to deter crime and then to respond so that Lincoln is a hard target. But in fact, since I've been on the show, We've really just kind of done some smoke and mirrors thing, and the data is not playing out that Lincoln is becoming a safer town. That is something that I wish the entire public was up in arms about and peacefully protesting and peacefully calling the mayor and the police and city council and saying, hey, you know, we can't, we can't have safety and security with these policies and the way you're running the city. And I think our, specifically our police chief, but along with the mayor, also at this point, after these shootings and the bludgeoning to death by, you know, a wooden weapon, need to come out and say, okay, here's our plan. I've said this before. Here's our plan to increase Manning and when we're going to get healthy. And here's our plan to modernize. I haven't seen that yet, folks. And also, in lieu of that, here's what we're doing. Because they could be going with what we would call the efficient strategy, right? We are going to organize in a way that efficiently uses the police department to get to the level of law and order that we need, right? With less manning, they could be taking that plan. I don't agree with it, but they could. And here's how we're doing that. But they haven't done that. So they essentially haven't broken out the, here's the new and improved LPD slash mental health, you know, warriors on the bikes to help the cases to do that. And, you know, here's the program. No, they haven't done that. And even if they did that, all we have to do is go to the crime stats and look and see if we're improving or we're getting worse. And um, so there's a lot of metrics as well as environmentals that we're all feeling that tell us we're kind of on a precipice and something needs to be done. So I hope that's the next place over this next year that we can affect change as the people. All right, Debbie on line one. Debbie, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Well, kind of along the same lines as you're talking about safety, what what are your feelings about the SROs and the schools being armed? I think that that makes a really... Uh, There's a strong case for that. I don't know, maybe some are and some aren't. I don't know, but uh, 
I don't believe they are, and I think it would be very beneficial if they were. And I just wondered your thoughts on that. Well, number one, I as well, I do not know if the SROs are armed or not. Um, and you're talking about school resource officers or yes. is it security resource officers? And I'm not exactly sure at this moment, um, essentially, the the way we we as a community, LPS, LPD, do that. Um, but I will say this, okay? If, if an SRO is trained in uh, law enforcement and safety and security and weapons training, well, then they should have their weapon on them, right? Yes, I totally agree. So, I, mean, I can't see what you, right. I'm not saying somebody that hasn't been trained. Right. So I'm assuming, I'm assuming, and I could be wrong, but I'm assuming that SROs fit that bill. In that case, they should be armed. Absolutely. That's not a question. I mean, you just don't ask people to be, uh, you know, police officers in their cars without their weapons. You don't ask soldiers to go to war without their weapons. And in the case of deterrence, it is a deterrent, just the, the visual of it, the presence. But it's also there, God forbid, that the war or the crime finds them, in this case, a school. The other thing I wanted to say, Debbie, is... There's been a lot of data and research out there on these things, and I always go back to 9-11 and the way overreaction to comp- complete <laughs> to commission Department of Homeland Security everything we did at the airports. Okay? That's overkill. Sure, I agree what what we that. did overkill, is overkill. Definitely. But there's a lot of data out there that if you just put in metal detectors and you limit the access points of a school... Right, So you have an armed SRO, if you will, or multiple, and you have a metal detector, again, because there's only a couple points of ingress and egress, you cut down on this stuff by deterrence. It's that simple. Thanks for the call, Debbie. 1,499.3-KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3-KLIN. All right. Whoa, are we on air? I think we're on air. Closing up the show here, whatever Wednesday. Um, it was a good one. Long call with Brian, almost the entire first segment, talking CrowdStrike um, and his support of CrowdStrike and that, you know, hey, it's secure. Um, I, listen, I, I'm just saying it's a vulnerability, um, and that's what Nebraskans are fired up about, that it is a potential vulnerability and that it has some ties to some things in our country that are very divisive right now, meaning the DNC server case, Hillary Clinton, Sussman, the Durham investigation, all that. So, um, hey, it is what it is. I mean, legislature passed some stuff on it, and you know, maybe maybe we will get CrowdStrike out of here. Um, in the end of the day, I'm already got some contacts and some, some cybersecurity folks, ESNS, you know, I'll talk to them throughout the summer. It's not something I'm going to hit every day. Although I will say still great to go watch rigged and 2000 mules. Cause it'll educate you. It'll educate you on, uh, election integrity issues. And, uh, you know, we all want that. Richard, good call. Good call. Talking about the local races kind of, I guess I got to publish that blog now. Um, and, uh, Debbie with a good call. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot you could do. I mean, I don't have any problem at this point. Listen, metal detectors aren't going to be the worst thing in the world. A lot of kids are used to seeing them. You're not going to create some weird profile at your school. 
Um, and it's just another step of deterrence. Tomorrow, Richard Smelling will be on the show. He has agreed to my proposition to be on the show for an hour. In exchange, he will not call in and discuss rail passenger matters or StarTran for a period of three months from the date of his appearance. But he can call in on other issues. Actually looking forward to that. Richard's been a, a great listener, great caller. He's a great citizen of Lincoln. 1,499.3 KLI.